My friends, um, this is the time of year as kids go back to school and where we are in our country where we are having these conversations about who belongs and who doesn't, who's wanted and who's not wanted, um, what that's going to be like in the future for all of us. And so today I thought we would give a little bit of time and consideration to what it's going to be like in heaven and who's going to get to be there and what we're going to do when we get to that place. So my friends, would you pray with me and we'll study the word together. Gracious God, we thank you for this good opportunity. And I pray fervently that every person here does something good with it. In your name we pray. Amen. So every once in a very long while, Sung and I will go out and we will do something, just the two of us, without our kids, without the church family. And it takes more than a little bit of effort to go and do something where we can be pretty anonymous and not run into people that we know. Not that we don't love you, it's just that sometimes we need a chance to talk to one another. So a couple years ago, we came up with this idea to go to a Bruno Mars concert. Now, Bruno Mars, in case you do not know who he is, he is he's a singer. He regularly finds himself on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. You will find him on any radio station that, that you play today. And, and I think I can safely say that everyone definitely under the age of 40 immediately knows who he is. And then there are some of us who are a little bit older than 40, but we know who he is because we're cool like that. Anyway, this concert was at Amelie Arena, which is a great place to get lost and, and to not be recognized by other people. So it, it's perfect for a night of anonymity. And we get there early, and we find our seats, and we are super happy to be together all by ourselves. Then about 15 minutes before the show started, it happened. And it happened so fast that there was no time to avoid it. I looked down our row, the row we were sitting in, locked eyes with my neighbor from four doors down, and before I could even tell Sung to duck, he and his wife made their way down the aisle to greet us. And there were all these fun jokes about how, had we known, we should have all driven to the concert together, because that sounds as fun as the homeowners association meeting. Um, and, then, and then there was the, the casual banter about life. And, and just as it was really striking me as odd that these particular neighbors would be at the concert, the wife mentions that they are days away from having their very first grandbaby, their first grandbaby. What was happening? How did Sung and I end up at a concert with old people? <laughs> when, when did Sung and I get old? Why were they here? Now why were we here? Why were we all here together? And, and in that moment, Every social skill that I have ever possessed was completely stripped from me, and I blurted out, wow, I never would have expected to see you guys at this concert. 
And the neighbors, who, who know very little about us other than the fact that we're pastors, replied, funny, I just said the same thing to my wife about you guys. <laughs> now hindsight on this is, is 2020, and I should know better. I should know better because I have a teenage daughter, and we regularly get into these conversations about how is it humanly possible that one person could possibly simultaneously like Kendrick Lamar and Garth Brooks and Dizzy Gillespie. How do those things even happen? But it happens to all of us. We get this picture in our mind, these assumptions of, of what we expect to happen and who we expect to see. And when that doesn't happen, then there's a little bit of cognitive dissonance. So today, what I want us to think about is who are you expecting to see in heaven? And of course, I'm working on the assumption that everyone in this room fully expects that they're going to be there in glory. But I want you to think about who else will be there with us. And the Bible addresses this in many places with a very consistent message that all who believe in Jesus Christ shall not perish but have everlasting life. And then Jesus addresses this in Matthew 10.33. He says, whoever denies me here on earth, I will deny before my Father in heaven. But when we get to this passage in Revelation today, we once again see that there is a distinction being made between those who are going to be welcomed into heaven and those who are not. Revelation starts this way. After I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth so that the wind could blow on or the earth or sea or against any tree, I then saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun, having the seal of the living God. And he called out with a loud voice to the four angels who had been given the power to damage earth and sea, saying, Do not... Do not damage the earth or the sea or the trees until we have marked the servants of our God with a seal on their foreheads. Now, scholars believe that when John speaks about the four winds of the earth in this passage, he's talking about a series of woes that are going to come upon the people in the end of days, at the end times. But if you've ever heard someone who is really going through a difficult time, they might say, I feel like I am being hit from all directions. That's where this whole four winds being held back is coming from. So the angel who is speaking of, as the voice of God says that the winds must be held back until all the servants of God are marked with a seal. And if you've been around your Bible just a little bit, you might, see, you might think that this sounds a little bit familiar because in the Old Testament... We have the Passover, when the Israelites marked their doorways with the blood of the lamb, and when the plagues came, they were passed over. In the New Testament, when we talk about baptism, we talk about baptism as an outward, an outward sign of an inward seal. So in baptism, you are marked as part of the body of Christ. The takeaway here is that God's desire is for everyone everyone right up until the very last minute to have the opportunity to come to him. And he is holding back the forces of tribulation until everyone 
who wants to be his has had the opportunity to come and be marked by the grace of God. Now, what's interesting about this is how we think about everyone. Who is this everyone? Because all of us are pretty sure that there are some people that we do not want to spend eternity with. Think about this. Presidents. Not just the current one, but any of them. You might like them. You might not like them. If they're a believer, you're going to see them in glory. And then we have sports teams, right? And, and you've heard Pastor Hope talk about sports teams. This, this week, I'm particularly centered on Manatee in Southeast. <laughs> I forgive you over there. So does Jesus. Um, <laughs> But, but at the end of the day, they're included in the everybody. Even my seventh grade math teacher who almost gave me a D on my report card, if she's a believer, I'm going to see her and we're going to be hanging out for a long time. So we have to really make sure we understand what we're talking about when we say that everybody has the opportunity to come to the Lord. But maybe... Maybe everyone is an exaggeration. Maybe that's not exactly what God meant. Maybe the angel didn't mean everyone. So then we see that Revelation says, from the tribe of Judah, 12,000, and Reuben, 12,000, Asher, Nephtali, Manasseh, Simeon, Levi, Issachar, Zebulon, Joseph, Benjamin, all of these tribes all have people that are going to be in heaven. Now, if you're a legalist and you want to get caught up in all the numbers, that's fine, but you're missing the point here and you're not understanding the scripture in the larger context than the rest of the Bible. What I really want you to see here is how those who are sealed have come from all of these different tribes. And you may notice that there are some tribes that, that you might remember that are not listed here because the ones that are listed are the ones that came and accepted the Lord. They are the believers in God. So on one hand, Revelation is pretty exclusive. It holds out heaven exclusively for believers. But the option to believe is inclusive of absolutely everyone. And the problem with this kind of inclusivity is that everyone is not exactly the same. My friend Ira was born on the island of Antigua. He is now a Pentecostal Methodist preacher in Toronto, Canada. Many years ago, I invited him to preach in my very, very, very traditional Presbyterian pulpit up in Pennsylvania. I did not think this all the way through. When I extended the invitation, my thought process was, Ira loves the Lord. He loves to tell people about Jesus. He is a great speaker. These were the thoughts that caused me to extend the invitation, thinking it was a great idea. And it was not. Because in Ira's tribe, church is a minimum, minimum two-hour event. Most, most churches start getting antsy at the 55-minute mark. In Ira's tribe, people talk back to the preacher. 
Can I get an amen? amen? See, you weren't sure. You weren't sure if you were going to do that or not. In this congregation, dead silence. Then, Ira started throwing in all kinds of scripture that wasn't the main scripture for the day. He started packing in every piece of the Bible that he could possibly get in there. Well, this, this threw everyone into chaos because they're very used to, you pick one scripture, you stick with it, we run with it. This did not go well. And still, I am convicted that when I get to glory, Ira will be there or at least be on his way. Likewise, across town this morning, my friend Fidel, he is playing the drums for his church's praise team. I'm going to tell you something really crazy, and for those of you that grew up in traditional church, this, this might break your heart. The church that Fidel has grown up in, he's 26 years old, he's been in the same church his whole life. This church does not have an organ. Can you, can you imagine a church without an organ? But it does have a drum set. It has a drum set, and, and of course, he plays, he plays it. And, and so for him, that's what church looks like. And so when, when we said our church doesn't have a drum set, he was fascinated by that. What, what does that look like? How, how do people keep tempo? Like, do, do you guys sing? Very, very interested in this. So then I asked Fidel, can I come to your church? And he said, sure, but it's all in Spanish. Well, friends, how is that even possible? How can you possibly have church unless everybody speaks English? I mean, I mean what do they do in church in Korea and Pakistan and, and Malaysia? Just because Jesus did not speak English doesn't mean that everyone else across the world in every church shouldn't either. Do you hear how ridiculous that sounds? That, that does sound ridiculous, right? And yet here on earth, we have these conversations, not as jokes, not as illustrations, but as true reflections about how we feel in our hearts. Because that we have imagined heaven in our image, the way that we want it, the way that we expect it to be. And that's not the image that Revelation gives to us. There was a great multitude that no one could count. That's your number. A great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with, white, with palm branches in their hands, in a loud voice, crying out together, salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne, and they worshiped God, singing, Amen. Blessings and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen means so be it. The image that Revelation gives us is that there were multitudes, so many that nobody could count them. And that's why we can't get hung up on the numbers. And that these multitudes were from every nation, from all the tribes and peoples, which means that they had to be from all the languages. But here's what I want you to notice. For as different and diverse as all of these people were, every one of them 
was doing the same thing. They were standing before the throne, before Jesus, and they were crying out together, salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. So I want you to picture that. Picture glory. And then picture all of these different people. Black, white, brown, yellow, conservative, liberal, European, African, Caribbean, old, young, middle-aged, single, married, divorced, all of them. All of them in the same place, at the same time, unified around one thing. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. That's the vision of heaven that God gives us in the Scripture. Now, here in a few minutes, we're going we're gonna to say the Lord's Prayer together. And I want you to think about the Lord's Prayer, because there's this part in it where it says, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, now that we know what it's going to be like in heaven, the only thing from stopping that here on earth is us. We stand in the divide. And we are the ones that give in to the divisions that keep us apart. But if in heaven everyone is centered around the same thing, the living God, just imagine what earth would be like if we did the same thing. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we admit that there are times when, when we separate from others, we divide from others, we categorize others, and we confess that we have those moments where we think others are not as worthy as we are. We don't expect them to have the same invitations that we have. And you wipe that all out. You wipe it all out and you say that everyone, everyone is invited. And that we may not all do it the same way, we may not speak the same language, and we may not all look alike, but every one of us is invited to worship you, to come before you, to stand before the throne of grace and be loved. So be it. Amen.